0: Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier.
1: Well, welcome back to Minutes from Latvia, podcast number two. Uh, First of all, thank you very much to everyone who gave us some feedback about the first one. Uh, The general consensus seemed to be that it was quite good, but a little bit long. Um, The news, as far as that's concerned, is it was intended to be about half as long, but I ended up uh, rattling on far too long. Um, So hopefully we'll cut it down a bit uh, this time and we'll be shortened to the point and i'm delighted to welcome as guest number two ivetta cashrocker of the Providus Centre for Policy Research. Mm. And she's one of the people in Latvia who I always turn to for uh, comment on, on politics and is one of the people who earns this uh, strange Latvian term, politologues, <laughs> which is very hard to translate. I think it's sort of partly political scientist. It's partly expert. It's partly independent commentator. So uh, welcome to my first politologue or politologue. <laughs> or, <"I beto.">
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice to see you uh,
1: so we're going to be talking about a few subjects today we 're going to start with something a little light hearted in that a week ago uh, we opened our uh, internet portals and newspapers to images of President Vejonis taking part in a high class Italian fashion shoot. Uh, the idea was that he was promoting a, a Latvian haute couture company, but there was a, quite a lot of reaction on social media to this. Um, I think as a result of he's regarded as a sort of everyman, an ordinary guy who, you know, is not usually metropolitan or, 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 you know, internationalized. And yet there he was suddenly dressed in blazer and cravat, looking like he would just sort of stepped out of a Federico Fellini film. Do you think this was a good idea?
0: I believe that Vejonis himself would not consider it a good idea right now. Uh, it's hard to understand what went through his mind when he decided to accept that. On the one hand, maybe um, the scandal we might call so is a bit overblown in Latvia. We have a tendency to panic for really insubstantial things. <laughs> but on the other hand, it shows what uh, and indicates what uh, our uh, society expects from politicians. Uh, politician uh, and uh, in this case, it's quite clear that um, the reaction uh, to this photo shoot indicates that um, people would like uh, our president to stand out for different reasons rather than fancy clothes.
1: Yeah, because I have to say, he didn't look terribly comfortable uh, <laughs> in the images, uh, smart though he was, and particularly with the cravat, I thought you know that should really be limited to Scandinavian diplomats and German <laughs> aristocrats. I mean, it wasn't like the guy from Mador kind of typical dress although his wife looked fantastic I thought she looked, she looked like she was really at home and obviously missed a career in, in fashion modelling but I mean Part of the reaction against it, was it not because it was unclear whether it was a, an advertisement or whether it was something to promote Latvia? I mean, I didn't see any copy at all talking about Latvia or, you know, Latvian fashion in general. It's, but the <laughs> logos of the company, the designer that he was, he was, he was modeling for, and he actually <laughs> specified <laughs> that he was a model, were kind of plastered all over it. Do you think this is a case of, like, his press people maybe needing to be a bit more savvy?
0: I'm not even certain if press people had any say in this uh, this matter. I also lacked context when I uh, was looking at those uh, pictures. It was not clear w- whether it's formal advertising or maybe uh, he is good friends with designer and uh, decided to help her out, or maybe there is some agreement that uh, uh, he and uh, his uh, wife uh, poses for Photoshop in exchange for some uh, clothing. Well, no, but it's also quite common
1: in, in these things for there to be a donation to charity or something, wasn't there? But, yes,
0: uh, and then the context was totally unclear, and then to me it uh, it probably signifies that either he does not really have good press people or the uh, press people were not even involved, and I don't. even... I don't know which would be worse.
1: Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we can put it down as his personal vanity. Anyway, it certainly uh, didn't seem to be his uh, instigation. <laughs>
0: I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when people uh, uh, spend some time in high, 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 high offices, it's uh, uh, sometimes people do change. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have a new photo model.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, presidents and also people who seem to change uh, quite radically, a couple of days ago we had the. Uh, first of the presidential debates in the United States. And what struck me was that it was followed very, very closely on Latvian social media, in Latvian broadcast media as well, in a way that I don't even remember during the uh, Obama um, presidential campaign. I mean, was this a case of just the Trump effect that he's so, you know, horribly entertaining that everyone wants to tune in and kind of watch this freak show happen? Or is it something to do with maybe the political situation where Latvia now does feel a lot closer to the United States in terms of defence and so on than than maybe it has for a while.
0: I think there are at least three reasons. One, of course, is Trump effect. We have not seen in Latvia politicians like Donald Trump, although there are some that might come close, like Arturs Kaiminčins in our parliament. So, show and Trump—that's that's uh, that's, uh, that's major part of it. The second reason is probably the one you mentioned, uh, due to situation in Ukraine. Latvian people feel more threatened than ever before. That's why they perceive uh, U.S. Um, elections as having something to do with us as well and the third reason is that um, I I, I, have noticed that there are always uh, at least some pundits um, some politicians who follow uh, US election campaigns quite closely Uh, when uh, Obama was being elected not uh, four years ago but even eight years ago uh, social networks started to develop in Latvia and even then there was heightened interest uh, regarding those elections here in Latvia Uh, it might be because uh, we can understand what's happening, uh, like, for example, in France or Germany, because there are fewer people who, who know uh, who know languages, um, French and, and German or Italian, for that matter. Uh, the second reason is that the American election process uh, is usually very extended and very exciting. And that's why it uh, gets to be quite addictive. But even I was shocked when I saw that, that a local uh, bookshop uh, organized, uh, organized uh, debate viewing at four o'clock uh, in the morning, and thousand people noted down that they're interested uh, in coming, and <laughs> yeah. many came.
1: And that was by no means the only location, as well. I mean, there were several other people I know where your American friends were like having debate parties, and <laughs> you know, th- their houses were full on the, the, the that night. We also had uh, President Vajonis in America, uh, presenting a few awards at schools, speaking at the United Nations. I mean, as far as the diaspora there and the uh, community, which has been there for several generations now, are concerned, they're traditionally very strongly Republican supporters. Do you think that the Trump effect is changing that? Because you know, at the beginning of the campaign, there were a few prominent uh, Latvians were saying, you know, we're going to support Trump, but do you think they might be having second thoughts now? Um, Particularly regarding, you know, his his comments about Russia and
0: uh, uh, not guaranteeing
1: Article Five.
0: It's hard for me to judge what's happening in America. Uh, Latvian diaspora uh, votes um, probably could be quite split because there are um, some people who were refugees from Latvia during the Second uh, World War and they they tend to vote Republican but then there are many people who are representing younger generations and I don't think it's so clear uh, clear cut uh, there so um, yes uh, what I maybe noticed uh, in Latvia which is a peculiarity of these. specific elections is that usually Latvian uh, society's attitudes are split quite evenly among uh, among candidates in US elections. Some are for Democrats, some are for Republicans. In this case, I would struggle to find anyone who would uh, be rooting for Trump in those elections. There are some people who have not defined their position quite clearly, but uh, uh, it's either, uh, the attitudes are either that, uh, that um, Trump would be a horror story for Latvia, or people are just keeping out of the debate altogether together.
1: And uh, speaking of things which are not clear cut, we move to our sort of final topic in this first segment, which is the uh, cooperation of the coalition at the moment. Um, they've been in power, well, Mr. Kaczynski has been prime minister now since I think uh, the beginning of the year, sort of early February, wasn't it? I think he, he came, took, officially took over. Uh, and they've carried on. I mean, they have, they've they've surpassed the six-month expectation which people mm-hmm. routinely uh, uh, prognose for, for Latvian governments. How would do you characterize the level of sort of cooperation at the moment because the you know there's a certain amount of discord, but it never seems to break out into open warfare.
0: Uh, I would say that the the level of discord is um, less than it was some years ago when uh, when there was a huge amount of infighting uh, in 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 a coalition. Right now, I think it's uh, mostly due to. Uh, unclarity of what's happened, what will happen with political party unity, which was formerly the prime ministers party, but right now is struggling a lot uh, with their approval ratings and with their identity. So there are some scandals that are uh, breaking uh, out from the coalition, uh, especially during um, the election process of uh, the new state revenue uh, service director. But uh, then I would say that they are much more muted than was the case uh, some years ago when some political parties like National Alliance even put the ultimatum uh, to their government partners and there was a lot more bickering uh, than the case previously. It doesn't mean that everything is calm and the co- coalition is operating peacefully, but uh, but uh, uh, it's not so visible as it was before.
1: And and mentioning uh, Vienna team or Unity, and political party, it seemed that uh, former EU commissioner Pierre Bargs this week gave what looked like it was supposed to be a sort of uh, game-changing speech, kind of setting mm-hmm. out the principles of the party where they were going in future, and it came with this sort of hashtag Jauna Vienotība" as mm-hmm. well, so in the new Vienna Is this, you think, the start of an attempt to do, well, what they did with the Labour Party in the UK, became new Labour and, under Tony Blair for quite a long time. Is this a rebranding effort?
0: I think that they have no choice but to try to rebrand. Uh, until now, no political party in Latvia has managed to do that. Um, usually when a political party loses trust from uh, from electorate uh, it uh, disappears during the next uh, round of elections uh, it's what happened with latvia's ceļš or with uh, tautas partija people's party some other political parties the only resurrection that i Remember, is with Greens and Farmers, who in 2011, following referendum new elections, uh, were considered to be almost dead, but then they survived during the next two and three years, and then their primary competitors, uh, Vienotība, made huge mistakes, which allowed them to again regain their popularity, uh, I'm not sure if uh, vienotība at the moment has time, especially after this tremendous process of disintegration that we saw at the end of uh, last year. Basically, they gave all the Trump cards to... Greens and farmers who have now um, a, a new brand in in the form of uh, prime minister and minister of finance to quite dynamic politicians mm-hmm. that were not leading faces uh, previously. And Vienna and Tiba struggles to compete with that. So, th- so they need to do something. And it's clear that the existing strategy just does just working as usual does not work.
1: And, and they can hope that the, the Greens and farmers do do exactly what they did exactly. and sort of self-destruct.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I don't even see that they have uh, any other option except for a very, uh, a really deep uh, reorganization, maybe you know, uh, 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 uniting with some other political forces trying out something totally new because at the moment they are in war situations than they were a year ago because of their abysmal approval ratings and because their competitors are much stronger than they were before due to their own mistakes.
1: And uh, where strong uh, competitors are concerned, we have uh, Riga mayor, Nils Ushakovs. There's been talk, I mean, he has quite a strong power base in in Riga and mayor of Riga is an important job. I mean, more important than many mayoral positions are in other countries. You control a very big budget, I mean, a large proportion of the uh, population lives in Riga. There's been some talk about either the whole coalition or a couple of parties teaming up to try and unseat him because that seems to be the only way that they have a hope of doing so. Is anything going to come of that or is it just all going to fall by the wayside?
0: In the grand scheme of things it will probably all just (laughs) fall somewhere in the process. There have been uh, some attempts uh, prior to previous rounds of elections to form a coalition of political parties who would have a a common leader and common program, and they would uh, try to uh, collect all the opposition votes um, that Uh, otherwise would be split up between different political parties. It never came through, even though I would argue that four years ago they were closer to achieving the same than they are uh, currently. There are, again, several reasons for why it is the case. The number one case is that uh, um, uh, Riga mayor is uh, quite skillful at playing divide and rule. Um, There are some political parties who legitimately can get more out of having good relations with uh, Ušakos, some opportunities to work in uh, Riga municipal companies, uh, some other benefits, uh, than if they go for a straight uh, confrontation with Ushakos. That's the one reason. The second reason is that Latvian political parties are very uh, weak and uh, mostly they are incapable of producing strong uh, competitors uh, for incumbents in uh, uh, big uh, municipalities. And there are other The reasons as well, which uh, lead me to conclude that probably nothing would uh, come out of it, except maybe it might be used by vienotība as uh, one uh, test case of their rebranding efforts. Maybe uh, during uh, Riga election campaigns we will see vienotība in some different form than we had had seen previously, but that's the only thing that could happen.
1: Well, thanks. With that, we'll bring the first segment of the uh, podcast to a close and we'll be back after this message uh, with a discussion of Latvian attitudes to the European Union.
0: Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier
1: Welcome back to Minutes from Latvia with me, Mike Collier, and my guest, Ivetta Um We're going to be talking about Latvian attitudes to the European Union um, following the Brexit vote. I suppose everyone in the EU and outside the EU is focused on exactly what relationship between Brussels and the member states is. It always used to be the case that in opinion polls, the UK and Latvia... Seem to have the most Eurosceptic populations, although for quite different reasons, it seemed. Is that still the case, or have things changed here in Latvia in recent years?
0: Um, I would say that we have had the preconception of us being very Eurosceptic, but uh, when we look at the opinion polls that are conducted across European Union, it's not actually the case. Um, throughout the years, ever since we joined European Union, on average, uh, we have had more trust in European Union institutions th- than both EU average and both uh, the trust in national level institutions. We trust EU more than we trust national government. Or national uh, parliament. But there is a problem of Euroscepticism in a sense that Latvia would be better off without European Union. It's not a critical number in UK, it's way higher, but uh, nevertheless, um, around 30% of our population do not feel that we have gained um, much from joining European Union.
1: That, that figure corresponds reasonably closely with the level of uh, ethnic Russians or Russian speakers. Is that coincidence? Or you know, would it be wrong to characterize mm-hmm. Latvia's Russians as anti-EU? The
0: the most clear correlation between Euroscepticism and um, some demographic data is age. Uh, The younger you are, the more Euro-optimistic you are. Um, So that's one trend. The second trend has to do with ethnicity, but it's uh, much less split around uh, uh, around ethnic lines as around citizenship lines. Uh, In Latvia, we have this peculiar group of people around 12 12 to 13% uh, of our population uh, that are without Latvian citizens, so-called uh, non-citizens, who are mainly ethnically Russian or Belarus uh, or, or Ukrainian, and who during the last 20 years have not obtained Latvian citizenship. Among this segment of population, Euroscepticism is much more pronounced among citizens, irrespective of if citizen is a Russian or Latvian.
1: And it's probably worth noting that there's no party in Saima or even really close to getting into Saima that's an overtly Eurosceptic party, is there?
0: No, uh, uh, there have been some attempts to form uh, Eurosceptic parties and some have even been formed, but uh, they have always been over-optimistic in what is the priority of this issue for a regular voter, even if there are 30 percent of people who would see Latvia better out of European Union than within European Union, it does not necessarily mean that they will go and vote for those parties who propose uh, getting out of European Union and are not credible in other respects.
1: Do you think that the adoption of the euro in 2014 has kind of helped to haul pro-EU opinion along with it because uh, previously there was quite a high proportion of people saying we don't want to get rid of the the, the lats, the mm-hmm. previous currency, and yet it all passed off quite smoothly and it seems that maybe the opinion has sort of followed this trend.
0: Um, the transition to euro really went Smoothly for for Latvia, there were no uh, substantial price increases, and uh, not many people turned out to be so attached to Lats, our previous currency, as to still remember the trouble in uh, in converting the Lats into uh, into Euro, uh, but. Has impacted, uh, especially recently, the trust levels in European Union is some other um, huge issue both for Latvia and European Union, namely refugee and migration crisis. Trust uh, in European Union fell across all European Union member states uh, in the middle of last uh, year, Uh, in Latvia uh, as well. It did fall quite dramatically around 10 percentage uh, to p- percentage uh, points um, so uh, such kinds of Crisis can influence um, attitudes that Latvians have on, on European Union, but nevertheless, when we look at the broad scheme of things, when we look from a perspective of 12-15 uh, years, the attitudes um, towards European Union in general in Latvia are more optimistic than in European Union on average.
1: We also have this phenomenon, which, again, is not always the case in all EU member uh, countries, where it seems that some of the more high profile and possibly more capable politicians go to Brussels rather than stay here. So we have people like you know, former foreign minister and defence minister Pabriks. We have a party leader in Robert Zieler. It's kind of regarded as a step up rather than a step sideways or a step down to go to Brussels. Mm-hmm. But does that undermine domestic politics sometimes? Because when we've had, you know, calls for candidates for prime minister, with the exception, notable exception of Valdis Dombrovskis, people haven't returned, sort of answered the call and returned from Brussels.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's symptomatic of the weaknesses of, La- weakness of Latvian political parties that I mentioned uh, previously. Um, if um, if Latvian political parties were stronger, I don't think uh, that uh, wish from part of politicians to get out of Latvia to work on some other issues would be as strong as it is currently. But as Latvian political parties are both. Um, Um, terribly underfunded. For example, right now from the state budget, they receive one ninth of what political parties receive in Estonia, and also they don't even function as political parties, for example, the current uh, uh, um, Prime Minister's Party, Greens and Farmers Union does not even have a proper political platform that would exceed two or three pages, then it's not that interesting for ambitious people who want to change things and do quality work to be in Latvia. So, so to me, it's not so much a symptomatic of relations between European Union and Latvia. It's rather um, that we have very weak political parties and we need to do something about that. That's why Providus, we are are right now planning to organize a big forum on strengthening political parties in the end of November because uh, the quality of political elite and resources of parties here in Latvia and also the ideas of uh, what what ideas uh, are characteristic of uh, contemporary political parties are very uh, underdeveloped at the moment.
1: There are a couple of other Latvian MEPs I'd quite like to mention. The first being Kristianis Karinj, who a couple of weeks ago some European Parliament data came out suggesting he was the 11th most influential Mm -hmm. MEP in in Europe. Uh, How does someone like him uh, exert influence at European
0: level? You have to have some specific skills in order to be effective in the European Parliament that are not necessarily the same skills that you have to have in Latvian politics. Uh, First of all, you have to have really good coordination skills. You have to balance between different interests and uh, find uh, compromises. You don't really need to position yourself very harshly against other political parties, etc. So so basically, you have to be knowledgeable and you have to have good team, you have to know people, you have to know how to network them, how to exploit the subtleties of the system so it works in a well-developed, stable uh, political systems where the most skillful one has advantages well, in in regular politics, uh, irrespective of uh, whether it's uh, the case in Latvia or for example in um, America um, You have to do more. um, You have to be more political. You have to be more outspoken. uh, So it. That's why, that's my guess, uh, why those politicians that might not have been of the first profile in the public uh, eyes here in Latvia distinguish themselves uh, at the European Union level but those uh, first-rate politicians that we have considered for our, for being even our prime ministers um, cannot really function that well in European Parliament level. You just need to have different skills.
1: And someone who certainly does have quite a high profile in the EU uh, from Latvia would be Tatjana Zdanoka. Now, she's quite a curious figure in that she's in Latvia, largely regarded as basically a straightforward pro-Moscow, anything from propagandist to, <laughs> you know, agent. <laughs> um, she went and notoriously was an observer at the Crimean uh, referendum and said everything was, was fine and dandy there. Um, is she an anomaly or does she actually represent um, a, a swathe of Latvian public opinion?
0: She does represent this way of Latvian public opinion. That's why she always gets re-elected in European Parliament. But the one thing is to be prominent in European Parliament in a sense that people have heard about you or you have a scandalous reputation. The second thing is to be really influential there. And there I think uh, that Jdanoka uh, is not influential. Uh, she does not represent uh, a huge uh, political uh, party and it's, uh, it would be very hard for her not just to make some noise, but also um, produce some new uh, legislation at the European uh, Union uh, level using such kinds of uh, methods. So, yes, uh, Danoka is quite a phenomenon uh, on, in, 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 in Latvia, but... Uh, s- Still, uh, it's maybe symptomatic again of the same problem of weakness of Latvian political parties that she can manage to get herself elected in European Parliament, but she has not managed to get her political party to be represented in Latvian Parliament for already, if I remember correctly, more than 10 years. Mm.
1: And finally, if we might sort of look to the future a bit, Uh, Everyone's thinking about the future of Europe, where it's headed, Uh, different alliances and sub-alliances seem to be being formed uh, across the member states. How do you see Latvia's membership of the EU evolving over, say, the next five to ten years?
0: Oh, I very much hope that we will be more proactive because uh, where we distinguish ourselves in a negative sense is in sense of empowerment. We don't really feel, as a society, and uh, when we evaluate our government, that we have influence, any influence on the European uh, Union level. When we compare opinion surveys on this subject matter in Latvia to the one in Lithuania, <laughs> we see dramatic differences. Uh, Lithuanians feel very influential <laughs> at the European Union level. And to me, it again, based on the same problem that I will not repeat, <laughs> 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 but, but, uh, but, uh, but, but yes, I would very much hope that we will not be just recipients of European Union policies but our politicians and our civil servants will get to be more and more influential uh, and will not only join some alliances but try to create some alliances but in order for them to do that is that we have to be clear what our interests in European Union are <laughs> and unfortunately this is also some topic which is quite undefined here in Latvia so that's 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 opportunities <laughs> to to uh, to um, get uh, some understanding of what our interests are, and 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 and, and, and proceed. Uh, uh, unfortunately, during the last ten years, uh, European affairs have never been a priority from um, uh, to our prime ministers or or, or 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 other ministers, and this needs to change, of course.
1: Although I guess that uh, Valdis Dombrovskis is now sort of living proof that do, doing well domestically can lead to great things in <laughs> Europe as well.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> even he did not really do that. Uh, as a as part of conscious strategy to get more influential at the European yeah. Union level. He just tried to do what made sense to him at the domestic level. But at some point, I think we will need to reorient our thinking uh, towards what could be achievable at European Union level. What could we do as Europeans, not necessarily just as Latvians? And this can kind of mentality shift. Uh, requires stronger, uh, more capable politicians so that not only are they really uh, capable of influencing EU decision making, but also uh, local population, just as the one in Lithuania uh, sees that uh, our votes uh, and voices count on European Union level as well.
1: Well, thank you very much, Iveti Kazulka. This is exactly why you're always the first person I call after <laughs> a Latvian general election for comment. And uh, thanks to the listeners. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. And meanwhile, well, have a nice time.
0: Thank you. Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier. Produced by Renārs Steimans for Latvian Public Media. Find out more at www.lsm.lv.